0: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets.
1: Yes, indeed, everybody. This is Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser, right here in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Uh, just looking at some of the headlines crossing the Bloomberg terminal, the second round, if you will, of the Fed stress Takes, uh f- Fred, Fed stress test on uh the largest banks. For the first time in seven years, all the largest U.S. banks made it past the qualitative stress test hurdle. So now able to distribute dividends, do share buybacks for the year to come. We're going to talk about that in just a moment right here on Bloomberg Radio. Let's get a check uh, on your top business headlines. Some of that news after the closing bell. Someone who uh will not be tongue-tied, because I'm doing it all right now, is
0: Doug Christner. Help yourself. You know, talk about stress test, right? There is one caveat here, Carol, because you're right. All the largest banks here in the States can redistribute dividends and do some stock buybacks. They have passed the capital test. Uh, this is the part two of the uh, Fed stress test. Capital One, though, uh, conditionally passes, and they must resubmit their plan. We'll have details on that coming up for you. You know, there was a lot of optimism going into these results. The financials were up in a big way today with the S&P Financials Index ahead 1.5%. Uh, it helped the S&P 500 higher by 9 tenths of 1%. Dow Industrial Average meantime. Uh, better by 7 tenths of 1% on the day. We had a recovery in many of the computer-related names, pushing the Nasdaq Composite back above its 50-day moving average. Yesterday, we broke below that level when a number of Fed officials questioned uh, market valuations. Nasdaq Comp on the day higher by 1.4%. We had a bit of a backup in long-term interest rates. A couple of things happened on this front. BOE Governor Mark Carney saying the Bank of England may need to begin raising interest rates soon. And then kind of some cross-currents where the EC ECB was concerned. You'll remember yesterday, President Mario Draghi was talking about deflationary forces possibly replacing or being replaced by reflationary ones. Well, today, the ECB kind of revised that script a bit and told us what he meant to say was uh, that we're seeing a balance. They were kind of recognizing one hand, the strength of the eurozone economy and on the other hand, warning that, you know, monetary stimulus in the eurozone is still necessary. Crude oil in New York are trading forty four seventy nine. We're up in the electronic session by about 1.3 percent. Big drop in stockpiles for the last reporting period. And the U.S. 10-year Treasury last quoted here in New York at a yield of 2.22 percent. Carol, back to you.
1: All right, Doug Krisner thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. Like like um, a lot of the banks, uh, the big banks, that is, uh giving their very best when it comes to those Fed stress tests. Uh Doug Krisner, of course, breaking it down. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, what we got from the banks. Arnold Kakuda is our banking and credit analyst here at Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of uh, analysts, BI, that group is known as, um, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. So it looks like everybody... All of the largest U.S. banks did well. Capital One, there are some conditions. Why don't you walk us through it, Arnold?
2: Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, so um, one of the things we we're looking out for is, um, you know, the big banks, maybe um, Wells Fargo might get a conditional pass or, or maybe some sort of qualitative issue. But it looks like they pass cleanly. And, and the, now the onus um, shifts to Capital One. And, uh, just in terms of their exposure, right, they have the subprime, uh, exposure to credit cards as well as auto loans. So mm-hmm. may- maybe, the, you know, the Fed thought there was some concern there, um, you know, with, with, with their portfolio and stuff. But yeah, um, got to look more t- closely at the details of that one. But yeah, it's, um, at first glance, it, it looks pretty positive for the, um, uh, for the big banks. It's, it's, it's the first time actually where, where all of them, um, pass without any sort of qualitative uh, stumble.
1: Capital One, by the way, is down just about seven tenths in the after hours trading. So- Seeing a little bit of selling at this, Uh, here we are. What ten years from the financial crisis? Finally, a decade later, it feels like what things are back on track.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, yeah, we are we are ten years later. So, you know, is is this the time? Well, I guess we still have you know Capital One had the stumble, right? So you you can't say everybody you know passed cleanly. But yeah, given the fact that we are almost a decade after the financial crisis, um, you know, and and compared to last year, right, the, the, the what the Fed is signaling in terms of the economy, we're in a, we're in a healthier state, right? So uh, this year, um, you know, we, we're, the Fed has over the past year increased interest rates uh, by three times, mm-hmm. right? So they think the economy is a little bit healthier, Unemployment's down. So, you know, why not the banks, right? And, and I think, you know, this is one of the signals in terms of, you know, how, how they viewed, um, you know, the capital returns uh, uh, plans of, of these banks. Um, it seems like, um, you know, they're on board with
1: everything. Well, I think about the outlook for financials, which were the best performing group uh, in today trading session, and we've seen them bounce around, you know, coming off of the November elections based on, you know, an easier regulatory environment. And then as that kind of has gotten to the background a little bit, you know, we've seen a little bit of a, a change in that trade. But nonetheless, financials doing well today on expectations, I think, of um an upbeat uh, result from this second round of the uh, stress test. What's interesting, though, is we've got a higher rate environment, or it seems to be moving in a higher rate environment. You have them now being able to give back to investors, whether it's dividends, buybacks, or able to return money to, to investors. Um, this is a really good backdrop for investing in financials.
2: Well uh for for equity investors yeah it's a positive sign for in terms equity of investors <laughs> yes um you know it's it's um the fed you know post crisis increased capital requirements for the banks um and yeah the, the banks are You know, in terms of our analysis, the biggest banks are at least 150 basis points above their minimum 2019 requirements, right? So they they do have excess capital from that measure. And in terms of um, having these stress tests, right? The banks, there's still an unknown um, factor in terms of, you know, how much can I really actually give back, right? And uh, you know, looking at the headlines, what do you mean that
1: there's still an unknown factor?
2: Well, because you you never know if, okay, qualitatively, like, you know, Capital One, well, oh, well, maybe you know, they might be able to pursue their capital plan, but they may they, they have to. To resubmit their their plan. Okay. Uh, I think I'm seeing headlines coming across saying that Amex uh, they had to pare back their uh, capital requests this year. So uh, in terms of how the, um, the the Fed stressed you know credit card portfolios, it seems like you know given given you know the, the conditional pass with um, um, Capital One and Amex kind of pairing back uh, their their requests. Maybe that was a focus this year in terms of hey. Um, you know, given what we're seeing with with subprime and kind of the concerns on on credit, credit cards, uh, maybe maybe that was something that they're looking at this year.
1: We're talking with Arnold Kakuda, he's banking and credit analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of uh, analysts. Let me just rehash some of the headlines that we got at 4:30 Wall Street time. The Fed does not object to capital plans of all banks in the stress test. Capital One, though, conditionally passes the stress test; it must resubmit. Morgan Stanley already out saying it's going to buy back up to five billion dollars worth of shares, boosting its dividend to twenty-five cents. A share American Express to buy back up to 4.4 billion dollars worth of shares, boosting its quarterly dividend. So already we're starting to hear from the banks, so they were all ready to go. Yes, following uh, the, the result of this.
2: Yeah, this is it's going to be fireworks now. It's just we're going to be bombarded with headlines, and now now it's just a matter of you know what what the banks they're going to give us the details in terms of um, you know maybe we're going to see uh, increases in uh, dividends as well as you know how big. Is the buyback going to be? And, um, you know, based on the pre- preliminary results um, last week, um, yeah, I, I, we're seeing the city headlines come up right now uh, up to, like, 15.6 billion, but you know that, that was a number that I think a lot of people were looking at in terms of City. Um, they were looking to return anywhere from like 15 to 18 billion, uh, but that's I think including um, dividends and stuff. So just on the buyback amount of $15.5 billion, that I is think, huge. Yes, and and so that that would amount to more than 100% of um yep. you know a uh, 100% payout ratio. So.
1: Arnold Kakuda, thank you so much from Bloomberg Intelligence. It is time for a check on your latest world of national news headlines. Nancy Lyons in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nancy.
3: Hey, Carol. The U.S. is pushing increased security on the electronics of U.S.-bound passengers at overseas airports in place of a blanket ban on passengers carrying their laptops into the aircraft cabin. Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly says we cannot stand on the sidelines. With this announcement, we send a clear message that inaction is not an option. Those who choose not to cooperate or are slow to adapt, adopt these measures could be subject to other restrictions, including a ban on electronic devices on aircraft or even a suspension of their flights into the United States. The move is a reaction to intelligence indicating that terrorists were working to hide explosives in electronic devices and follows months of discussions over extending a ban on laptops. Some of the enhanced measures include more bomb sniffing dogs and improved security screening of airport and airline employees. Cyber experts continue to assess the impact of new ransomware attacks that have hit Europe and beyond since yesterday. U.S. pharmaceutical giant Merck was among the company's reporting problems. Wavestone cyber security expert Jerome Bilwa says the Petia virus is using an exploit developed by U.S. intelligence. This attack
1: is like using uh, uh, attack tools that were developed by the NSA at the beginning. But these tools have been put online and they are currently being reused by many different cyber criminals. So we don't know exactly who is behind the attack. But at the beginning, they are using uh, intelligence-related tools.
3: The damage has been most prevalent in Ukraine. Global News, 24 hours a day.